Hi, thank you for joining me. This is John Newby with John 2028 Apologetics and Lion and the Lamb podcast. And we're going to continue in the book of Romans. And we're going to go to a couple chapters further. We're going to go to Romans 7, verse 14. This is about the struggle of sin. And Paul, I think, writes it here, obviously, as about as clear as it could possibly get. Remember, this is after he's talking about the covenants that husbands and wives have and in, uh, earlier in the chapter 7 and how believers are dead to sin and alive to God in chapter 6. But he goes here to uh, the end of chapter 7 and we're going to start with uh, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual. But I am a flesh, sold into bondage of sin. It's talking about you know how we how we're all born under Adam. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So no, so now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. Verse 18, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. Okay. So, if there's any children around, please have them leave the room. Unless you feel it's deemed for them to have in this presence of this conversation. Okay. All right. So give you about 15 more seconds or you can hit pause. Have them leave the room. Because we're going to talk about adult things. All right. Okay. How many times have, especially... Christian males, if you're listening, and of course this isn't just to us, to our sisters as well, but how many times have you struggled with pornography or a girl in the gym or a girl jogging down the street or a co-worker you fantasize about or your wife's friends? All of these, all of these different scenarios that men struggle with. Because let's just keep it real here. I'm just keeping it real with you, okay? How many times have you done that, especially indulged in a pornography? And once you're done, you hate yourself for it. Alright, so let's read this again. Verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of flesh, sold into bondage of sin. Again, under Adam. For what am I doing? I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do. Practicing. That's That's a very key word we're going to talk about in a second. 
But I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me. That is, in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. And we're going to go to verse 19 here real quick. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. Verse 22, for I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man. So, I have my testimony, my my, uh, sin that I struggle with is pornography and or sexual immoral thoughts. That's me. You know, some people struggle with lust. Some people, some Christians struggle with lying, gossiping, whatever. That's mine. I have a foul mouth sometimes, but it's, it's pretty under control. I can go quite a long time without cursing. And I remember when I was a younger man, young, young kid, my late teenage years, especially whenever I was playing football in college, I would go to the frat house and drink. And of course, that's a sin, getting drunk. It's a sin. And I would drink till I was drunk. And I would wake up and it'd be like one o'clock in the afternoon. I had already missed almost all of my classes. And... This was when the internet really started kicking in because this is the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, I would like self-destruct. I would try to self-inflict myself, cause pain and suffering because I would sit in my dorm room being depressed, not turning my sin over to God. And I would just watch pornography for hours hours straight okay and I would obviously not um, again this is an adult conversation okay I would you know I wouldn't masturbate the entire time it would just be for a short moment at the beginning and then I would leave it on and I would just stare at it and dwell at it so I'm not getting any type of erotic pleasure out of it. Nothing like that. It was just trying to fill a hole when all it was doing was making me grab my shovel and dig it deeper. And I remember like, it was like I could see myself from the outside when I was doing it. And I would 
stare at myself. It's like I was third person. Now, obviously, I didn't see myself in third person. I'm not saying I had a spiritual experience. What I'm saying is, is that I could feel myself watching myself. And I felt shame and guilt and sadness and despair. Um, disrespect to God. And I would sit there and just watch it even longer because me thinking about that made me even more depressed. So I would then get depressed and go to the the frat house or whatever it was that night and do the cycle over again to numb myself of it and it was a repeating cycle over and over and over and over again and I knew what I was doing was wrong I knew what I was doing was wrong I loved the Lord I didn't know the Lord like I do now uh, you know, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was about 9 years old and it was a spiritual experience that I had with him. Um, not to go on a rabbit trail, but maybe I'll tell you about it another time. So I had given myself to Jesus. But I was wrestling and practicing this sin. And... I didn't know how to deal with it because I was the one trying to deal with it. And I lost every time. So, you know, the book of Romans, especially right here, hits me differently than other parts of the Bible. Because this was... And sometimes still is, since we're continuing to be real here. Sometimes it still is, but not like it was. Not even close. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're not going... That's sort of the beauty of the stories of Christ like his miracles like him on the boat when the storm comes in that story has killed so many birds with one stone it's astronomical like him saying I am whenever he's calm in the storm which is a direct um, reflection of Exodus when Yahweh splits the Red Sea and how it's also symbolic of a storm in life and Jesus is riding with you and you can call on him and it doesn't matter nothing bothers him and, and only God has control over the sea so this is also a and weather so this is obviously a shine to his divinity and like you know all these different different parts of God shine through on that you know like the scripture is very deep and the and here, when I read this, 
it gives me satisfaction knowing that even Paul, because Paul wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So, Paul, if you're getting conviction right now, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That word practice. That's a good thing. You don't want to be someone, you don't want to be someone who claims to love the Lord and abuse his grace, because as we read earlier in the book of Romans, that's about abusing God's grace. Chapter 6. What shall we say then? Chapter 6, verse 1. Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we, who died to sin, still live in it? Verse 11. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead in sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. How beautiful is that? Verse 13. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts. Thirteen. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as an instrument of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Your instruments. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? May it never be. Hmm. Boy, Romans is a gut check, ain't it? Romans is a gut check. And here's the thing. If you have conviction and you're being convicted by this podcast and the Holy Spirit is using me as a tool to convict whoever's listening to this, all glory to the Most High, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to have conviction. It means that you are battling your sin and it means that you know that it's sin. And it means you want to beat sin. Because that's what Paul's saying in in chapter uh, 6 or 7, excuse me, as we just read. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I I agree with it. Confessing that the law is good. You know? Verse verse uh, 15, for I am doing, I do not understand. I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate. I hate. So he's doing it and he hates it. Do you hate it? Do you, tor- do you turn to pornography or alcohol or drugs because it's an idol? You see, it's not just that pornography and sexual sin is defiling the temple that the Holy Spirit lives in because that's what it's doing but it's also idol worship because what I was doing when I sat in my dorm room as I told you a second ago and I just 
stared off into the ether of the cable television box, I was turning to that to help me cope with being alone and being lonely and not having a girlfriend and not being the best looking guy and not being able to play football because I didn't apply myself in the classroom. You know, I was, I was, uh, you know, all these little things are always so far away. I feel sorry for myself. So what did I do? I turned to pornography and or alcohol. That's idol worship. That's what makes it so bad. It's idol worship. Yes, it's defiling the temple. Yes, it's sinful to bring things into the temple that God dwells in the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, check, 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 check. Yes, it also grieves the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, do not make the Holy Spirit grieve. You know that you can make the Holy Spirit grieve? The Holy Spirit is God and you're making him grieve. You're making God grieve. Yes, all that's bad. Yes, yes, yes. It's also idol worship. And what is the number one commandment? To love God and God alone with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. And to love thy neighbor. So... There are so many deep facets to this. And you don't want to be you don't want to be practicing in that. That means something you do routinely. You don't want to be practicing in that. You cannot defeat sin. That's what the whole Bible is about. Look at all of God's men and women who did amazing things, but they were so broken and so they fell short. They fell short. All of them. Noah was a drunk. Lot slept with his daughters. David had uh, uh, multiple wives. Solomon, I believe, let um, idols into the temple. Okay. You want to go New Testament? Jesus called Peter Satan. Let that sink in. How? You know, I'm not I'm not talking uh, smack about Peter here. There's a reason why his name is mentioned first. Okay? He's a stud. No doubt. He loved the Lord Jesus so much that when he was crucified, he refused to be crucified. On a normal cross, he wanted it upside down because he didn't feel he was worthy as much as our risen Lord. So he was martyred that way. Upside down. Okay? Here's a stud. 
But even Jesus called him Satan. Be gone from me. <laughs> That's not something you want the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords and the Alpha and Omega and the beginning and the end and the line of the Lamb and the judge of judges and <laughs> that's not what something you want him calling you. Talk about a gut check. So even Peter fails. We all fail. We all fail. But it's not something you're capable of doing yourself. You have to turn it over to Christ. And when you fail... Because yes, I've turned it over to Christ. Yes, I still struggle sometimes. I'm not going to pretend and come on here that I'm not tempted to look at pornography sometimes. I'm not going to come on this podcast and lie to you. Okay? If... Can you imagine when Paul was writing the inspiration of the through the scripture through the Holy Spirit when he wrote that none of us are good, not a one, and he called himself the chief of sinners? That means the worst of all sinners. Paul was called the worst of all sinners. He wrote that about himself, and the Holy Spirit was telling him to write it. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend. But I'll tell you what. I'll be doggone if I'm going to practice it. You know what I want to practice? I want to practice loving my Lord the best that I can. And when I fall short, he's going to pick me up and dust me off. And I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep chugging along. That's probably why in the book of Hebrews it says that the watchers watch over us, cheering us on like a, like a race. Because they know what's up. They know what's up. This is not an easy walk, brothers and sisters. Sorry about that. Let's, uh, my daughter came in. Let's, let's, one more verse real quick. And I'm missing some good stuff here, but I just, my, my eyes went straight to this verse. Okay, chapter 8 of Romans. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but also we ourselves having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what they have already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. Hmm. Okay. Get a little conviction in your life. I thank God for this opportunity to speak to whoever listens to this. We are truly unworthy of you, Lord. 
we are only redeemed by the blood that was spilled on the cross, which you gave to us. I pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that this message hits whoever needs to hear it, and that the Son be glorified, the Father's eternal Son, and the Spirit give all everyone conviction in their hearts to all glory to the risen of the Most High. Thank you for listening. God bless you in Jesus' name.